Listening to the Kelly Cotrera Show. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Earlier on in the hour, we were talking with John Allen, a former Canadian ambassador to Israel, about how Foreign Affairs Minister uh, Melanie Joali has announced that Trudeau will begin to airlift Canadians out of Israel in the coming days. As the death toll is rising, um, it is... A situation where nobody wants to find themselves in, but a lot of Canadians are there on vacation. Uh, they're there, uh, living like one of Chris's friends. Uh, she left, uh, Toronto where she was, uh, brought up, uh, 10 years ago and she moved to Israel and now is the mother of two kids. And, uh, I'd love to, you know, get her perspective on what life is like because we were talking earlier on, uh, as I mentioned to Mr. Allen about you know, what it was like there. And I asked if he was ever uncomfortable, like if it was ever, were, were you nervous being the uh, diplomat and ambassador in Israel? And he basically said, no, never worried. And we've got Alva Yaffe on the line right now. She's a Canadian living in Israel. Alva, how are you? And it's it's good to have you on. How am I? Is a, <clears throat> It's a question that's kind of hard to answer. Um, I'm physically safe. Um, but scared. How far away from Gaza are you? Ooh, it's a small country. So, I mean, I don't know, 60 kilometers. I I don't know exactly. Maybe 60, 70 kilometers away. You, you packed up and left Canada 10 years ago. Okay. So you're in the middle of the country. You're not necessarily, uh, where, uh, the rockets are being fired off, uh, from Gaza. You, you packed up 10 years ago. Oh, you actually can see the rockets. Well, there's, uh, the Iron Dome that intercepts a lot of them. But, uh, in Tel Aviv, I'm like, uh, I live in Tel Aviv and there's all over, they're sending rockets far, not just in the south. They're, they're Mm. coming to Tel Aviv. They're being intercepted. There's some that are falling down which is not usually what happens. Usually the Iron Dome gets almost every one of them, <clears throat> but not this time. How did you feel the first time you experienced a, a, a missile, uh, you know, flying in and the Iron Dome shooting it down? Because, you know, we're watching it on CNN right now and thinking, wow, that must be trippy to live live with. Oh, trippy. <laughs> well, first of all, I've been here 10 years, and the year after I came here, there was a war. So I got a culture shock right at the beginning. Um, this happens every once in a while, but what's happening right now has never happened before, like in the history of the country. So this is a whole new ball game. This is nothing like we've ever experienced. So there's really no words. I mean, I'm, I'm living in a country where people normally go, Oh, it's okay. You know, we're used to this. This is our reality. But this time Israelis are saying they're scared. So it's a whole new level. And how does that make you feel as a, a Canadian Israeli when the uh, people that were born and raised there are scared? It's the most frightening thing. And it's frightening when you can't even trust your government, the army that's supposed to have your back. So it's frightening. You, the frightening is not even a, is an understatement. It's, do, do you have a safe room? In my apartment, no, but I came to a house with my in-laws where there is a safe room because it had to go somewhere safer. How much time are you spending in that safe room? Well, we I'm in a place right now is considered relatively safe. There hasn't been a siren here for the last three days, but uh, we were just called into this into the safe room like the whole country was just now last hour. 
you're supposed to stay there for about 10 minutes because <clears throat> there was a fear of uh, terrorist infiltration. So everyone goes in there, safe room, and wait. And what do you say to your but kids while you're down there? My six-year-old is scared. She doesn't want sirens, but she's, like, keeping calm because we're trying our best to keep calm in front of her. But, you know. I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think any of us know. And I'm sure, I mean, you can hear it in your voice. You don't know. You're shocked. You're in this place that you've never been before. And, I, like, our hearts go out to you. I, I wish... I'm I'm worried that we only have two minutes left together. Um, I would love to talk to you at, at length um, another time, Alva. But um, are you considering getting on one of those Canadian flights with your kids? Am I considering? I'm praying that it will happen. Uh, so you're on the list. But the issue, the I'm not on. There is no list. This is the issue. The Canadian embassy doesn't even have a number that works. There's no one to talk to. It's a complete. Uh, it's a disgrace, in my opinion. They should be making, there should be every effort made to come rescue Canadian citizens, and there's not even anyone to talk to at the embassy here. Okay, I don't know what to do. I'm waiting. There's no flights out. It's, it's not okay. Uh, Global Affairs Canada says it's scrambling to deal with consul, uh, consular requests for assistance. It says that more than 3,000 Canadians have registered to get home. And you're saying, yeah, there's more of us, but we can't? Yeah, exactly. Where's the wow. registration? Where is it? Because I looked online and I saw an email. I sent an email. There's no number. There's no one to talk to. There's no human to talk to. If I, I want a form. Give me the form. I don't see a form.